give up. Stick together. We start at Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 40, um, 24. As you are turning there, I have a question for you. How many of you are ready for a hard message? Uh, two of uh, you. Uh, uh, two of you. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, um, yes. Because the truth is that what I'm about to teach on this morning flies directly in the face of every single narrative that the world has to offer. Genesis 2.24 says this, That is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife, and the two become one flesh. United to his wife. The Hebrew word for united is debak. Say it with me. Debak. Debak. It literally means to cling, to adhere to, or stick together like glue. Uh, that w- um, this would be like taking two pieces of paper, blue for the man and pink for the ladies, or uh, 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 politically correct here, pink for uh, the men and um, uh, uh, blue for the ladies, I, um, whatever, and gluing them together. I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer. <laughs> uh, uh, Caitlin, uh, uh, Caitlin, yes, that, uh, that's right. Uh, uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Can you give a round of applause for Caitlin? Yeah. So, Caitlin, <laughs> what, we <laughs> what we are trying to do is tear these two pieces of paper apart, blue on one side and pink of the other. You think you can do it? All right. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, yes, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, that, uh, that way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, uh, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, um, um, well, um, um, uh, yes, um, uh, I have a backup, um, and so, uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh, can you get Caitlin a round of applause? So why can she not tear them apart? Because they are glued together. They are glued together. Not only uh, glued together, but I uh, forgot to tell you, Caitlin, they are super glued together. <laughs> 
So uh, you didn't stand a chance. So <laughs> that's how marriage is. Super glued together. According to Genesis, the two are literally one in marriage. That's why Jesus says in the Gospels, where God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Let no man separate. But our culture today has done a terrible job training people for marriage. In fact, just the opposite. What our culture has been doing is training people for divorce. Maybe for you, you got caught up in your work and you are so attached to your career and than to your spouse. Or maybe you used to be really close, but then a baby came along and then another and maybe another and now you've grown dangerously far apart. Or maybe you picked up, things have picked up at school or maybe you are caring for an elderly parent. Or maybe you've just found over the course of time that you, don't, uh, you, uh, that you just don't have an, uh, much as common as you used to. The lie of the enemy is this. Write this down. The lie of the enemy is this. Maybe, just maybe, you didn't marry the right person. Maybe, just maybe, you didn't marry the right person. Our culture, our spiritual enemy will tell you what is normal is to take your things, pack up, leave, and go find the right person. But today, we are going to see from Scripture the principles that will help you stick together. Stick together. But let me be uh, clear. I am not saying that uh, you need to stay in an abusive relationship. Not at all. Not at all. In fact, just the opposite. If you are being abused in any form, sexually, physically, emotionally, even uh, verbally, get out now. Get out now. Forgive at a distance, but get out now. As we used to say in our uh, family, do not pass go and do not collect $200. Forgive, but at a distance. Get out now. On another note, if you have already been divorced, I don't want you to feel the shame and condemnation that comes along with it. The past is the past. The past is the past. For those of you who said, looking back, I was the problem, and the Lord has forgiven me. Praise God. Praise God. The, uh, the Lord is making all things new. For those of you who have said, I've tried my best to hang in there and to work on our marriage until the last day, but the other spouse, husband or wife, was not willing. That's okay. That's okay. You did your best. I want you to remember this. Guilt is not from God. Guilt is not from God. Loving conviction, grace, and mercy come from God. 
guilt, shame, condemnation, feel, are not from God. Are not from God. They are the enemy, Satan himself. Past is the past. Past is the past. The only thing you can do is forgive and move forward. Okay? Forgive and move forward. Today, we are going to move forward. So, what can we do? God has called us to a higher standard. To shoo, uh, two shall become one flesh. How do we do it? Three ways uh, from Scripture. First, if you're taking notes, we recognize that marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Let me say it again. Marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Uh, uh, you say, what's the difference? A contract provides a way out of your relationship. A covenant provides a way deeper in. The co- uh, coven- uh, uh, a contract provides a way out of your relationship. A covenant provides a way deeper in. A Hebrew word for covenant is the word bereath. Say it with me. Bereath. Bereath. Uh, it, it's a directly related to the word for, uh, that means circumcisions, when, uh, what means to cut. The uh, Old Testament, here's what they would do. They would take a bowl and cut it in half. And then the two parties will walk through the sliced up bowl seven times to create a covenant. They would t- uh, cut a bowl in half, and they would say, if I break my covenant with you, may it be to me like this bowl. May it be to me like this bowl. In other words, it's a serious business. So in that culture, what uh, two are becoming one flesh, the priest would uh, take a knife during the ceremony and cut their hand. One uh, uh, cut the right hand of the bride and cut the right hand of the uh, groom so that the blood will flow. And then he would take the uh, hands and clasp them together so that the blood would intermingle. Uh, uh, what, uh, why did we do that? Why did they do that? Because the life of a person is in the blood. The life of a person is in the blood, and two are becoming one flesh. In the same way, Jesus' covenant with us is only made possible by the uh, shedding of his blood. Matthew 26, 28 says, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins of many. A bereath, a covenant, a covenant, not a contract, a covenant that the two are become one. The two would always stick together. First, we recognize marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Second, uh, with, uh, you, uh, if you're taking notes, we must watch what we sow. We must watch what we sow. Uh, Luke 6, 38 says this, Give, and it will be given to you. It w- with your measure you use, it will be measured to you. 
a lot of people feel like uh, 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 this verse as uh, a verse on financial generosity. And it is. But it, uh, it is also about relationship, particularly about marriage. If you give, if you sow what is good in marriage, you uh, more often than not, you will reap what's good in marriage. If, what we, if you stole what's bad in marriage, more often than not, you will reap what's bad in marriage. A few years ago, I, um, uh, I made an executive decision. Uh, you know, want to know what uh, my executive decision was? I made an executive decision to change the big blue trash can. Uh, you all know what I mean. Uh, 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 a big blue trash can for, uh, from the front side of the house to the back side of the house. Um, um, for, from, uh, from the front side of the house to the back side of the house. Um, I, it was a big day. <laughs> I, uh, I've been thinking about this for weeks, and today was the day. I came back in very pleased with myself, and, and so pleased that I gave myself uh, the rest of the day off. <laughs> At uh, dinner uh, that evening, I made my executive decision known. I said to the morning, we used to have the big blue trash can on the front side of the house, but no more, no more. I, I, uh, from this day forward, it will be at the back of the house. <laughs> My wife uh, looked at me in bewilderment. Uh, uh, in <laughs> Uh, um, and uh, uh, like, um, <laughs> like, um, uh, is this all men think about every day? <laughs> it's all men think about every day. But yes, as a matter of fact, we do. Uh, we do, um, as well as reading a chapter out of Leviticus. Um, <laughs> If you missed that sermon, uh, go back and listen to it. Uh, I think it will be worth it. <laughs> but regardless of uh, that decision, I made my decision. But then something strange started to happen. A fly got into my house, and then another, and then a third. Uh, uh, pretty soon, within a week, flies were all over the house in the bathroom, in the bedroom, in the family room, in the kitchen, in the living uh, uh, room, all over the house, all summer long. I had a personal vendetta with the flies. I called it the summer of the flies. Sometimes I would win, sometimes they would win. But it never once occurred to me that the big drew, uh, blue trash can might have something to do with it. Until my wife uh, said, maybe you should take the big blue trash can back to the front side of the house. <laughs> it was like someone flipped the lights on in a very dark room. <laughs> After three months of fighting with the flies, 
Could it be that simple? Could it be? Could it be? But one night, as, uh, uh, as Simone was sleeping, I got up ever so quietly and moved the uh, trash can to the front side of the house. And the next day, the flies were gone. <laughs> completely gone. And just like that, completely gone. It took me six months to, to uh, um, uh, get the courage us to tell her she was right. <laughs> so, so often, like the flies in the house, it takes a simple change to make a world of difference. It takes a simple change to make a world of difference. If you don't want flies in your house, move the trash can to, uh, from the back side to the front side of the house. If you don't like what you've been receiving, you have a time to examine what you've been offering. You reap what you sow. So good, reap good. So bad, reap bad. Uh, for better or for worse, you reap what you sow. And by the way, you don't just reap what you sow, you reap where you sow it. Some uh, couple said, why is my marriage failing? Why can't we just seem to uh, fit it out? Why can't we just seem to stick together? Because honestly, you're not planting where you want to reap. You're not planting where you want to reap. As long as something else takes priority in our lives, our jobs, our friends, our studies, our kids, our marriage, our, our relationship, will not be what it wants to be, what it can be. You reap what you sow, and you reap where you sow it. And third, and finally, we must learn to uh, love as we have been loved. Love as we have been loved. If you, we are truly going to make it, endure all the flaming arrows of the enemy that cast our way, but we must learn to love as we have been loved. When the world, when the culture tells you that uh, you should go the other way, get out of here, run Flee from your life. God's Spirit is telling you that you should get closer together. When you see no way, God, after all he has done, after all she has done, after a way he has lied to me, after a way she has um, uh, humiliated me, how can we, uh, you expect me to love again? The answer uh, of the Spirit is simple. Love as I has loved you. Love as I have loved you. Love her as I have loved you. Love him as I have loved you. And if this sounds familiar, friends, it ought to. Because that is exactly what Christ did for us. Bought with his blood. Bought with his sacrifice on the cross. Romans 5 says that while we will still sinners, Christ died 
for us. While we were still powerless, Christ died for us. While we were still God's enemies, Christ died for us. Love her like that. Love him like that. Love her as Christ loved the church, giving up his very life for her. While we have not earned it, while we did not deserve it, our bridegroom, our Lord, shed his blood for us. Love him. Love her like that. All that we, I, I'm trying to say in this, stick together. Stick together. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't ever, 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 ever quit. Don't give up. I know it's hard. Stick together anyway. Be open. Be honest. Be transparent with each other. Dig deep with each other. Pray together daily. Get desperate with each other. Make time for each other. If money is an issue, get on a budget and act your wage. If fights are the concern, make sure you know how to fight right. If purity is the problem, run from sexual sin and run towards sexual purity. And above all else, even when it seems hard, even when there does not seem to be any way out, stick together. Stick together. And I promise, I promise that if you do, and consider your marriage as a covenant, not a contract, what, what and where you soul, in love as you have been loved, with love of Christ, I promise that if you do, there is no power of hell, no scheme of man. Can you never keep, you, uh, keep the two becoming one flesh? And what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. What God has joined together, let no man separate. Stick together. The secret to a successful relationship is not finding the right one. The secret to a successful relationship is getting right with the one. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Jesus, we're in your presence today. Come and have your way in us. As we pray together today, there are some of you that would say, that's me, <laughs> that's me. What you just described today, that's me. Maybe you have been treating a marriage as a covenant, a, a contract, not a covenant. You think, I'm in as far as you're in. Maybe you have been sowing the wrong kind of seed in the wrong kind of place at work in your studies in your kids in your marriage your relationship is suffering badly maybe you need to learn to love your wife again and your husband again 
your fiance again, not out of duty, not out of obligation, but love her as Christ loved the church. And that's you this morning. And there is something, big or small, that you need to work on. Something that will increase the stickiness of your marriage. Uh, the stickiness of becoming uh, uh, two becoming one flesh. If that's you this day, would you lift up your hand right now? Would you just lift them up right now? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus. <laughs> We're in your presence today. For those who use, uh, 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 and those who said, my marriage is not what it should be. My marriage is not what he can be. Thank you for your, 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 um, uh, your vulnerability. Thank you for you, humility, Father God. Thank you. Help them to love as Christ loved the church. Help him to love as Christ loved the church. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As we continue to pray, I want to speak specifically to those who... Uh, uh, you are starting out, are starting over in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe for you, uh, if you are in a relationship or not, maybe you haven't taken care of the most important relationship of your life, the relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't know how to love other people because if you're being honest this morning, you don't know how to love yourself. You're wrapped up in the shame, the guilt, the fear, the condemnation of your sins. But the amazing thing is that there is a God who says, I love you. I love you. I love you so much that I sent my son to die for you. Can you imagine that? He sent his son to die for us. That's how great the Father's love is for us. He was buried in the tomb, but only temporarily, because on the third day, he was raised to glorious life, victorious life, everlasting life. And he did it for you. He did it all for me. So it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter what you have said or how far you have run. God loves you. God loves you like you have never been loved before. And you say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for this kind of love. I'm ready to meet this kind of God. I'm ready to meet this kind of Savior. That's me. That's what I need. I'm tired of trying to fix myself. I'm tired of not being able to love myself. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. 
I need new life. I need his love. And that's you this morning. I believe it. I need his grace. I need new mercy. I need new life. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand high right now. Just lift them up all over the sanctuary. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And um, um, everyone, if you would, all over the sanctuary, everyone here praying with your neighbors, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I need you. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Jesus, you died so I can be forgiven. You rose so I can be set free. Fill me with your spirits so I can follow you. I'm never turning back. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. K1, can you celebrate with me new life, new hearts in the kingdom today? Church, God is doing something incredible in, uh, in our midst today. And you raise your hand today. Here's what I'd like for you to do. During this next song, I want you to fill out a card that indicated what make uh, what uh, uh, your decision was today. There are two tables in the back specifically for those who are starting out are starting over in your relationship with Christ. The staff has a gift for you on your journey with Jesus. Stop by one of these two tables and tell what the Lord has done through you. I am going to be back in the prayer room just down the hall, just down the hall, second door on the left. You can't miss it. There is a sign out front for you of those who would specifically like prayer. Just down the hall. Meet me just down the hall. Remember, making that decision was not the finish line. It was not the finish line. It was the starting point. Your journey with Jesus, your journey to freedom has just begun. If that's you today, you lifted up a hand. We are so glad to celebrate with you. Uh, with you. Uh, Sean, uh, can we do I Won't Go Back as we close? If you filled out the card, uh, come to the tables in the back of the sanctuary so we can hear what Christ has been, uh, done for you.